0: Oh,
1: Snaps, comedy, football, talk. It's me. It's Kostaki Economopolis, and that is Aaron Hodges. That's me. We're here to do quick snaps, quick snaps, comedy, football, <laughs> talk. <laughs> we like we like a choppy opening. That's uh, that's make make us feel at home, so we know know what we're doing, and uh, off we go. We we got we got a couple of guests today. We got uh, guys from the No Brains No Headache podcast. We're going to discuss an early fantasy football draft. <laughs> yes, we got to follow up a little bit with the discussion we had a couple
0: weeks ago, with some feedback. I don't know if you and, want to get right into that.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I just wanted to hit a couple of the other uh, high points, and then we're going to go right into fantasy football. Um, uh, Aaron just challenged me just as the music was counting down. He's going to he's going to hit me with the bottom five NFL teams in power rankings. See if I can name them. So that would be coming up. I just made some notes as I was waiting. Oh. Texans is in it. That's all I know so far. Okay, okay. And we'll talk to these guys about their teams and what their hopes and dreams are when uh, when the guests come on. So, let's dive in. Last time we talked, I was excited. I gave you the full pitch because the whole the whole fantasy football universe believes that you want to have the fantasy draft as late as possible, like leading up to the kickoff of the NFL season so you get all the information And I came with a contrarian take this year. And I say, do it in June. That way you get three more months of football fantasy fun. I pitched it to us and you and our listeners to possibly do in our league. Uh, I pitched it to my boys in Georgia Roots football. And we had a draft last week. Fantasy draft. Done. Oh, you did it? Wait
0: a second. So they came around in the span of two weeks. They came around, you convinced them, and you already had the draft in a span of two weeks? We had a keeper deadline three, four, five days
1: before. We did the whole
0: thing. Who says you don't get shit done?
1: I get shit done. I'm a commissioner. I get shit done.
0: Nice. Look at you, man. (laughs) How'd you crack that whip so successfully? That's what I want
1: to know. Well, I, I began the process a month or so ago, and it was a very slow trickle of love it, I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess so. We got a whole bunch of sort of blah, and a couple of ex- people who are excited about it. And a couple of, we really got zero strong no's. We got a couple of, I don't know, I'm not going to know what Julio's doing yet. That was one concern, which had been settled by the time the draft came. Yeah. <laughs> He's now a Titan, man. How that's, do you feel about that? That's crazy. I mean, as a, as a Falcons fan, it hurts my feelings that, Maybe the best player in, a, in the in team's history is just leaving still when he's still good. That's not good. Yeah. He's definitely on the Mount Rushmore of Falcon players.
0: There was a little bit of controversy with A.J. Brown, supposedly not giving up his number, but then he said
1: that he tried and Julio uh, declined to oh, take is that right? number 11. Might be covering for him. He might have found out it cost him $2 million to buy the jerseys back or something. I suppose that's possible, yeah. (laughs) But as a fan, as an NFL fan, I mean, to get to watch Julio and A.J. Brown on the same team? That's pretty dynamic, yeah. and That's that's electric. I can't even think of something close to that.
0: Tannehill, I know we're going to get into fantasy a little bit, but he might be... A pretty high-ranking quarterback in fantasy this year. I
1: mean, weirdly, he's not. So, it, I mean, obviously, the Julio edition is going to bump him up in the uh, average draft position. But, uh, but yeah, generally, he's not. He's going, you know, he's like the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th-ranked quarterback in fantasy. Oh, right. You already had a draft, so you can fill us in on that. Oh, yeah, I know all this stuff. You I mean, got anything you want to know? Who goes <laughs> yeah. where? Yeah, where did uh, Aaron Rodgers go? Aaron Rodgers was it was kept by a uh, by uh, one of our boys uh, Baxter has Aaron Rodgers and held on to him. You get to keep five guys in this league, and you have to keep five, and it's the top five. So, and there you can keep them indefinitely. That's why the draft is so important because, you know, Glenn has Kyle Pitts for what might be ten years, mm-hmm. as a for instance. That was his first round pick. Not bad. I was hoping he was going to fall to me. Uh, I certainly would have taken him. I ended up with Travis Etienne. Okay. All right. we oui, we. Oui. And, and also got Javante Williams, who became a Denver running back in the draft. And just yesterday, there was a story that broke. Maybe it was today. Sometime recently, since the draft, since our draft, uh, there's some buzz that maybe Melvin Gordon... Is not going to continue to be a running back in that on that team. Oh, is he going to be tight end? <laughs> it's a good guess, it's a, given the recent news. No, I mean, so that's the that's the pitfall of taking Javante. Well, he's going to be a monster next year, which is great for keeper league because Melvin is only on a one year deal and is aging and is a pain in the ass, and so he's pretty much out the door. But this year he's got to share the ball with Melvin Gordon, right? So that's why that's why he's not. Higher ranked. He didn't he didn't fall into the Steelers the way Najee Harris did, where there's no competition and he's gonna be a bell cow. But since the draft, and I have the guy, now the news is Melvin's missed a couple of the of the things. He's disgruntled. Maybe the team's not sure about having him. Maybe they could get rid of him and just take the cap hit. So that, you know, that's the first moment of Free June fantasy fun and following along with the team that's already been drafted.
0: Yeah, right, right. So now he's an interesting trade piece all of a sudden. Maybe, sure. Maybe someone wants to take a shot at him because he's being undervalued now,
1: you know? Oh, you mean Melvin? Yeah, that could be someone's opinion. That's right. Melvin's could probably be gotten for a song at this point. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, you That's, know? All, that's all true. That's what's fun about fantasy. Yes, sir. All right, so... My- I got my fantasy football uh, league champion shirt on today. Yeah, well, you
0: certainly didn't earn it in uh, the Quick Snaps League last
1: (laughs) year. Um,
0: Not 2020. That was a down year. I'm going to dig up a couple of the emails that came in regarding the early draft. While I'm doing that, I want to know, who were the first couple running backs off the board in your draft?
1: Well, in our draft, there's five. There's 12 teams. So each, you know... Each human player has five guys, and lots of those are running backs, right? Yeah. So Najee Harris was the first one drafted because he was available. He's a rookie, right? He was the first pick overall in, the, in this draft after we had five keepers. Okay. And David Montgomery was released because that player had three other better running backs, believe it or not. So he was picked pretty early. Jamar Chase went early. I was hoping to get him too. A lot of buzz about that kid out of LSU. Joining his former college quarterback at the Bengals. B A N G A L S. (laughs) You (laughs) know, I wasn't sure. We're doing there. I, if you, <laughs> my brain if, shut down halfway through a bit. <laughs> if, you, if you were
0: spelling the uh the guy's name or the the team name, yes.
1: the way that's I pronounced brain. it, yeah. Um, so well, that, that's what's fun about this particular league is that you have to think long run. You know, you have to think like, all right, it's not just this year because if it's just this year, Jamar Chase is not a first round pick in a league like this. Yeah. Well, but he was. Here's a fun stat on him. Fun fact. I guess it's not a stat. It's not a math number. Uh, he's the only widely accepted number one wide receiver in a class uh, since Megatron.
0: I mean, who determines that?
1: Like scouts. Like there's no scouts aren't arguing who's the best one. Like he's the one. Everyone agrees. Like that hasn't happened since Calvin Johnson came out.
0: Okay. Well,
1: we'll That's see. What they say. The
0: uh, Quick Snaps League is a 16-team redraft league, so we start all over. Brand new, every Very year. Different. And the feedback coming in from Home Run Hall, he says, I just listened to the latest episode and the question about when to have the draft for the Listener League. First, I am just honored to have survived into a second year having just missed the playoffs. And the highlight, of course, being beating both economy and... Opelasas.
1: thats how he spells it. <laughs> it's not a very high bar last year, Hal, but we appreciate the.
0: He says, "I prefer the draft being in the end of August or September for purely personal reasons. The summer reason is when we make all our money for the year at the bike shop on Hilton Head. Um, all right?
1: Whoa.
0: He doesn't have time to be doing fantasy football." Right now. Um, <laughs> secondly, if it put my ability to beat Kostaki in serious jeopardy in the coming season, I can live with whichever way the group decides. Of course,
1: that's good. That's a, that's the kind of answer I like. He's got it. He's got a legit firm answer, but he's also like, I'm good with whatever. <laughs> uh, we got
0: to, we got to tell us what the bike shop is and give you a shout out here. Uh, he says I live 1.4 miles. From the bike shop to the house, so you know he's ridden this uh, this track a couple times.
1: <laughs> he knows, yeah. It's one point
0: four miles from the bike shop to my house, and conveniently, a new brewery has just opened up about halfway.
1: I'll oh, that's a great! That's really that's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> halfway through a one point four mile trek, uh, I'll pop open something from Side Hustle Brewery on Hilton Head next time I turn into tune into the podcast. He's got a lot of spelling errors there. I think he was just speak speak to text here. So
1: <laughs> maybe he was at the brewery. Maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, keep up the great work as I enjoyed the podcast quite a bit. And we do get bomb and bob and tom out here on in Savannah.
1: Oh yeah. That's close enough, huh? I was just looking at that. I just booked Charleston. I'll be in Charleston, South Carolina in uh in august so maybe we we can get uh well hal's How's gonna be busy august is not a good month for hal all right uh so quinn also chimes
0: in short and sweet just listen to the podcast count me in for an early draft and zoom call see you guys soon he's in yeah we did the zoom call too it was awesome it was great to see those guys and you said you had some uh feedback on twitter right
1: Yeah, Viking Vixen says, absolutely, and I'll even come early and show off my beer fridge, and blah, 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 she was into it. Yeah, speaking
0: of the beer fridge, our our guests coming up, uh, they asked me about the beer fridge when I was a guest on their show. And uh, (laughs) since then, have sent Susan a, a podcast sticker. That is now on the new beer
1: fridge. Oh, that goes on the beer fridge. Oh, that's cool. That's see, that's active listening. That's great. Yeah,
0: we'll have Matt and Jordan pop in here in a second. But first, do you want to try to guess the uh the bottom five power
1: rankings? All right. Texans have got to be th- it starts with a three for sure. The Texans are the worst team in the NFL this year. Wow. Okay. Uh as 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 we sit here 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 in mid-June. They could they could get better? Deshaun Watson gets cleared. There, they'll be a lot better. But I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to be on the commissioners exempt list and not play it down. All right.
0: So far, you're correct. This is according to NFL.com with the early power rankings.
1: So, Texans, you're one for one. Go. All I have to do is name teams that are in the bottom five. Yep. Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 Yes. Yes, they are. Jaguars. Yeah.
0: J-A-G-S. Jags, Jags, Jags. <laughs> uh, you think Zach Wilson improves them a little bit this year? Not this year, but eventually,
1: sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, this okay. year they'll be the same. So you got your three for three. Texans, Jags, Jets. Who else? I feel like it's open open interpretation from here. Those are the bottom three that are kind of clear in my head because I know the Dolphins picked early like they were terrible too, but they're not as terrible as the record was. The Falcons are probably in the same boat, not as terrible as the record. Um, I'm going to say Lions. Correct. Oh! A matter of fact, they are number 32 out of 32. Oh, worse than the Texans with no quarterback? Yeah. They got Jared Goff. They're not as bad as that. I I think you mentioned uh, earlier
0: la- or last week when we were talking, we're going to be hearing from the Lions' coach quite
1: a bit this year. I think <laughs> <laughs> that guy might only be a head coach for one season, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it's no going to be a colorful season. No question. Now this is tough. It could be any one of them. I'm not I'm not answering yet. These are not final answers. This is this is for the win. I just need one more to actually go. What is it, hit for the cycle? What's the right metaphor here? We'll go with that. Um, Could be the Panthers. Could be the Falcons. Could be the Bengals. Could be the Raiders. Who else is terrible? You got to commit to something. Let me just think of the map in my mind's eye again. We'll give it one more sweep. All right. Okay, I'm gonna. The tiebreaker is that one of the guests coming up, it's his team, so that makes it fun to pick. I'm gonna say it's the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> you would be correct. Sir. Really? Carolina Panthers.
0: Makes oh, that's the hilarious.
1: Top five <laughs> of the early power rankings. Well, look, I gave us the transition, a segue, if you will. Ron Milford, this
0: son of a bitch says the Giants. Nope. nope. <laughs> it might be by the end of the year, but yeah. With that, let's welcome in our guest from the No Brains, No Headache podcast.
1: You guys got the jersey? Awesome. Sorry about that last fact as we transitioned into you. That's, that's brutal. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. Vikings not bottom five, so that's nice.
2: Yeah, that's a relief. Good to go into the season, not bottom five.
0: <laughs>
1: But Vikings will probably be
0: power bottoms by the end of the season. Oh me. boy! I mean, that's that's just that's just my take. I think
3: You're right. <laughs> there's a lot of shots being fired early yeah. on in this, so I'm excited
0: for this. <laughs> yeah, we like to start our interviews very adversarial.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's always a good way to talk to newcomers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, guys, no brains, no headache. That's the name of the podcast. Uh, I was a guest about I don't know a month or so ago. Um, but we got to know, no brains, no headache. What's, what's the origin story here? Why that title?
2: Uh, to be honest, when we decided to do the podcast, the, you know, the easy part is thinking of like the name and all the fun stuff. So I was throwing out names and it actually comes from the movie out cold where they go and they say there's a bunch of sayings around here. Uh, one of the sayings they have is there's no brains, then there's no headache. So no brains, no headache. Uh, it kind of feeds into our style of podcasting. Uh, we like to surprise you sometimes when we say smart, intelligent things. So <laughs> and it's actually an insurance policy. If anybody ever gets mad at us or is upset about the show, we just say, hey, you're the ones listening to a show called No Brains, No Headache
0: podcast. So that's on you. Nice. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh you guys are in north dakota and randomly uh a panthers fan and a vikings fan
1: vikings makes sense because a lot of the dakota guys are vikings fans but how in the world did you land on the panthers so i
3: think that they were an expansion team and my cousin down in middle of nowhere south dakota had a panther's helmet in his garage and i would go like field kicks from him and he would just have me wear this panther's helmet and i was like six years old so i was like all right <laughs> one thing led to another and janet jackson got her top ripped off at a super bowl and we got our doors blown off by the broncos so it's been a great ride <laughs>
1: I love that. I I will sometimes ask people from the stage how they became fans of their team. And, you know, whatever it is, 80% of the time, it's my dad, it's my buddy, it's the house I grew up in. But like 20% of the time, there's some story like this. That's a great one. I just, I I wore the helmet when I was six, taking kicks from a friend. Mm -hmm. That's great. It would have
3: been so easy for me to be a Packers fan like the rest of my family or a Vikings fan like a lot of my friends. But honestly, being a Minnesota sports fan of any team sounds absolutely terrifying. And everyone in the Packers, I mean, yeah, they win a Super Bowl every 10 years or so, but I just can't get on board with a community-owned team.
0: <laughs> a famous, famous <laughs> capitalist, Matt Clear. Yeah,
3: <laughs> socialism. I'm not really sure what socialism is, but it sounds like the package
0: Just union busting your <laughs> way through life. Yep. So you've uh, you you messaged me uh, a little while ago, and we were talking about Sam Darnold. You're trying to talk yourself into believing that he's the next great quarterback in the league. Is that right?
3: I think so. So <laughs> my my saying behind this is every Panthers offseason – I look into their draft picks and I look at their highlights. All of them were studs in college. Every draft pick's a stud in college, but I talk my way into saying, like, this six-round pick, he's going to hit. And I look at they drafted Brady Christensen out of BYU who protect, protected Zach Wilson. And Sam Darnold is exactly what Zach Wilson is if his family grew up next to, like, a nuclear power plant. <laughs> I mean, his forehead got a little bigger. <laughs> he's got a weird hair, but he's exactly what Zach Wilson is. He, didn't, he doesn't have the legs like him, but I think with Joe Brady being the offensive coordinator and what he did with Joe Burrow at LSU, I don't think there's any reasonable doubt that Sam Darnold is a top three quarterback in the league.
1: <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> I, let's, I would say there is an, a small percentage chance that he has some Tannehill-esque second chapter, right? That's what they're banking on. That's the, that's what they're that's what they're hoping for. What give me how big is that percentage in real in real life?
3: I think there's a realistic chance that he makes a Pro Bowl at like 25 to 30 percent. One, because a lot of quarterbacks don't go to the Pro Bowl, so he might sneak in on like the fourth or fifth alternate, but there is also that chance that he has a good season. I mean, he can throw the ball five yards and Christian McCaffrey can take it seventy-five yards to the house. It's he has all the weapons. They have drafted these offensive linemen. I think like their offensive line is deep. It's not great, but it's deep enough where if he can get the ball out quick to one of those playmakers and Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore's an athletic freak, just get the ball out. I mean, your backup running back set the world on fire in the NCAA's last three years, and he happens to be Canadian,
1: eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm written for you, ish. Well, I want to talk about your Atlanta
3: Falcons and Julio Jones. All right,
1: bring it, Tar Heel Blue. What do you got? <laughs> Are you glad he's gone? No, 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 no. Of course you want him there. He's great. He's great. Mount Rushmore of Falcons players for sure. Um, and he's not done yet. He's going to be great for another couple of years. Uh, sad to see him go. But I get it. I, My brother would bend my ear and talk to, you know, he listens to Atlanta sports talk all the time. and they, They're explaining how they're trapped with this crazy salary cap situation. Um, so I get it. I understand that they had to do something. But it wouldn't have been, I mean, I'd like to think it wouldn't be what I would do if I was in charge.
3: Well, I think you got a re- you got a rare case, too, in the Falcons that their depth chart right now, you have Mike Davis, former Panther, mm-hmm. the only reason he was good is because he was playing for the Panthers that sucked last year, and their backup running back is Cordell Patterson, formerly of the Vikings.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for the- One of the dumbest players in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to be the big fantasy breakout that, that uh, Matthew Berry picked years ago. And uh, he just can't catch the ball. So they have to figure out a way to hand it to him.
0: I'll never forget uh, Bill Belichick for a lot of things. But one of them was I had a fantasy matchup one time, and I had well, some random uh, New England Patriots uh, running back in the final game of the week on a Monday night football game. And I needed like him to get 10 yards rushing. And that night, <laughs> I don't even remember the guy's name. But that night is the night that Belichick decided that Cordero Patterson was going to be the bell cow. And he gave him <laughs> all the carries. That's I need 10 yards rushing.
3: I think that Cordell Patterson might have been the first person to get a negative Wunderlick score. <laughs> So there's a raw, like a lot of red flags going into the draft there.
1: <laughs> a lot of red flags. Yeah. <laughs> I love that there's a Utah jazz banner behind you. That is there's is there anything in the world less jazz than Utah? That is one of the strangest pairings in the history of sports.
3: I think the LA Lakers has it pegged because they stole it from Minnesota. Right. I don't think there's a viable lake within a hundred miles of LA. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know they don't allow music in Utah. I mean, how can they be called yeah, a jazz? There's no
1: jazz. Just there's no jazz mean. in Salt Lake City. Witchcraft. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Jordan, you're a Vikings fan. How are you feeling about them first of all not being in the bottom 5 power rankings uh, on NFL.com? Feeling optimistic?
2: Yeah, that's a good thing. Hey, we're not feeding from the bottom to get started the season and rightfully so. I think they're pretty talented on offense with Delvin and JJ and Thielen still. Hopefully you can get Irv Smith going with uh, Rudolph gone. But, and then their defense, uh, Zimmer was pretty damn embarrassed last year, so that was a good thing because, I mean, he's been stacking up on his secondary with bringing Mackenzie Alexander back, obviously Patrick Peterson. Uh, we'll see how Xavier Woods does uh, at safety with them. So, I like that, and I also like that they're not you know, going into the season as a top five team, even a top 10 team. Cause I prefer my team to kind of be under the radar a little bit. That way the expectations uh, aren't too high. Therefore the letdowns aren't as bad. So we'll see. My, my suggestion would be if somebody wants to take a deep flyer value pick to pick the super or to win the super bowl, why not pick the Vikings? I mean, what do you have to lose? If it's a small bet with a big payout, you never know what could happen. And I mean they're running
1: out of time. Well, if the Vikings are doing well this year, it's because uh, Aaron Rodgers is leading the Broncos to the Super Bowl.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is there is there any other team you could see Rodgers going to at this point?
1: Boy, some of those other teams sort of answered the question, right? The Niners were in the conversation, but it looks like they're all in with their, you know, definitive draft plans. Um I don't know. That's the one that you no, keep hearing. Not. Somebody said that about Deshaun Watson wants to play in Denver too. Um, I think Deshaun Watson will be lucky if he
3: sees a football field this yeah. year because that guy has a lot more problems. Yeah,
1: than, I don't think he's going to. He should relax. Yeah, he hey, should get yeah. a massage or something. You it's know, a, it's got a lot of- <laughs> Yeah. It's got a- All I got to
2: say about the NFC North is we already got rid of Matt Stafford to L.A., and I wish him luck. But as a Vikings fan, bring on Jared Goff, baby. He might run out of the back of the end zone just like Dan Orlovsky did. Then if we want to ship out Aaron Rodgers to the AFC, hey, I'm all for that, baby. Make the road to the final game of the season. Every year I go into it, I I expect Super Bowl. You're not a true fan if you don't think that, so... Hey, if we want to make the road to the Super Bowl easier, by all means, send Rodgers to the AFC. Absolutely.
1: FC. Now, I gotta, I got something I gotta ask you guys because it, it made me feel old listening to your podcast. I listened to to the <laughs> two most recent ones, and on one of them, you did a uh, Olympics of drinking games. <laughs> you are, but did both of your ages start with a two? What, what are we talking about here? Are you guys both? Under 30, let me answer
2: this before Matt butchers our age. We are both 27 years of age.
1: <laughs> I've been known to say the wrong answer on that. <laughs> I usually round up. Now, one of the games that was on your list was I can't even remember the name, Hammer, Hammer, Schmeigel, Hammer, Schlitzel. What is it? Uh,
2: it's called Hammerschlagen, it involves basically a <laughs> uh, tree stump. Uh, a very fine point hammer and some nails as well as some drinks.
1: Such a Dakota game. No one else in the world plays this. Well, see, Aaron's known for being from the town that's
3: from where the Hindenburg blew up. <laughs> and we are from the town that has the largest population of teenage teenagers with alcoholism. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I mean congratulations. What are you doing? Yeah,
0: congrats,
1: man. What? That's 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 a big that's yeah. huge.
3: Kisaki,
0: what what is uh, your town known
1: for? <laughs> well, actually, I grew up in. When I was a kid, uh, my town was in Mad Magazine. I thought, "Hey, we made it! Uh, my little town in uh, suburban Atlanta uh, passed a rule that gun ownership was mandatory." Ah, yeah, and it made national news. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it was, and that sounds like something
3: that would be done in north dakota and people
2: would be like that's yeah, good that's right. we need this that's right. <laughs> we all know bismarck is known for being where carson wentz grew up and graduated from high school we all know that's what it's yeah, for
0: so everybody's kind of big carson wentz fans it seems like uh, all the headlines that i'm reading they're trying to make him out to be uh, philip rivers 2.0 in indianapolis do you think he can turn them around
2: Well, he just announced he's having another kid, so seven more, and, yes, he will be a Philip Rivers Uh, (laughs) 2.0.
3: I mean, we we talked to Todd McComas. I know, Kostaki, you know who Todd is. I love Todd. And we we were talking about how Philip Rivers stimulated the Indianapolis economy by taking his family there, and he said the place where he bought his truck that they had a picture up on the wall of where Philip Rivers bought his like 15 passenger van from <laughs> for all of his kids. I'm just like that's not the most Philip Rivers thing I've ever heard. I don't know. Yeah, what
1: it is. I, we were doing several jokes about him at the, at the beginning of the pandemic. What was the thing about uh oh, he when he goes home to his family, he's violating the rule against uh, gatherings of 10 or more people. <laughs> <laughs> wait more drinking games so first of all i knew beer pong was going to be in there beer pong wasn't even invented until i was out of college so that's that's definitely a generational choice and you guys were referring to it as an old school game which made me feel like oh god what am i 100 uh but there were a couple others that were hilarious including uh edward 40 hands which i believe one of you said you've done 10 times yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Why don't you explain that to our uh, aged listeners?
3: <laughs> okay, Edward Forty Hands is a great time. You go get some malt liquor, <laughs> but now forties come in Bud Light, Coors Light, whatever, whatever you want to drink. Stuff that stuff that Kostaki doesn't yeah, drink. that's right. And you duct tape it to your hands, and you open both of them, <laughs> and you can't take them off until both of them are gone. And you'll get into some precarious situations of, I have to go to the bathroom. Can you touch my bathing suit area? <laughs> or, I've seen people just go outside and piss their pants.
1: Why do they even go
2: outside? <laughs> because it's
3: my
1: house, and I don't want them pissing in my house. It is the Dakotas. It's minus twenty out there. I'll be I'll be pissing right here. No, th- thank you.
3: Hey, it was hotter. I looked at last week, it was 106 here. And at the same time, it was 72 degrees in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's right.
1: It's 72 here every day.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like to say that we are the bipolar state because we can go from 110 to negative 60 in less than a year. Much like my Carolina
1: Panthers fandom. (laughs) Aaron, have you ever heard of the hammer hammers, hammer, hammer schnackle? Oh, I, w-
0: I wanted to know more about that. So you're nailing stuff to a tree stump?
2: <laughs> yeah, so basically you take a big log or like a tree stump works really well. Uh, you <laughs> lightly tap in a nail so it's hanging out. And then uh, basically what you do is you flip a hammer, catch it, and then on all in one motion you have to try to hit your nail. Um, the first person to put their nail all the way in the stump wins. And then if you don't, you know, you take drinks and you just kind of go around. And as you can imagine swinging around a hammer and drinking alcohol, uh, you know, it could lead to some good or bad stories depending on which
1: way you go. I love that both of you had that on your list and were pissed at whichever one (laughs) of you, like, Oh, you got that one. Like I've never even heard of this game. I I didn't have hammer
3: slugging on mine. I think, Hammerschlagen, I'm historically bad at it. So I, if I'd never played it again in my entire life, I'd be pretty happy with it.
0: I mean, I when I was young, we were playing
1: quarters, which seems very pedestrian compared to that. That's right. That was the go-to. And then the variants. That was, that was what I was trying to remember was all the great quarters variants. There was chandelier where everyone had their own cup. And then there was a big thing in the middle and you tried to... Yeah, I forget the rules. You had to get it into every cup first, and then you go for the big cup. Um, yeah. And then there was Lapo, which is quarters, but there's two cups, and if you pass somebody, you, you know, like, they're shooting into it, and you make it in yours, and you slam it on top of theirs, even while the quarter's in the air, and then you lap them, then they're, I forget the punishment, that's death by beer of some kind. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of uh, variances of quarters, and then plenty of, like, Card games, so like yeah. asshole and, and See, that was
1: Thanks. these guys mentioned asshole. They both had asshole. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I I love
1: presidents
3: and assholes. It's it's like if you have like five or six guys that know how to play it, you can play that game for six hours. Yeah, right.
0: I remember that one. That's a good one. Uh I, I never did the the Edward Forty Hands, but I know some people that have, and that seems like a lot of fun. But I mean, <laughs> and, and part of the challenge is like. You know, how fast you want to drink a because like what's your tolerance level. And then also, if you take your sweet ass time with that, you're going to be drinking piss warm beer. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So you got to find that delicate balance. That's that's a tough game. It's not for the weary.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think our lists were highly dependent on the time of year because I kind of went with the more summer feel of some of my games. I bet if we were in the middle of the winter, we would have chose all sorts of dice games, quarters and card games. So it's all it's open for interpretation, like we always say. That's
0: right. Indeed. So if you're up for it, we were thinking about maybe playing a little Olympics game, Olympics game with you right now. What you guys do is basically rank something in a category and you put them on the podium, gold, silver and bronze. I had a brain fart. Because I've never received the medal, so I had to <laughs> remember how. that worked. I got a
3: fifth place for my Special Olympics team that I coached <laughs> last year.
0: It's framed. It should be. I got the. I did get second place in an essay writing contest when I was a wee lad, but they spelled my name wrong on the plaque, so it doesn't.
3: Oh. <laughs> so you wrote a lot of essays as a kid, so you got
1: beat up a little. <laughs>
0: Um no, I no, I didn't really get beat up too much.
1: Not <laughs> my high school diploma uh has my name misspelled on it. Well, oh, come on, man. That's
0: <laughs> Oh, that that's really shocking. You have a pretty easy name. <laughs> I
1: I ordered another one and so once I knew that there was another one coming, I took a big red marker and I circled it and wrote SP next to it, and I had it framed for years. <laughs> <laughs> but I- so
3: if you go if you go over to Greece, Kostaki, is there a lot of is yeah, sure. over yeah, there? Yeah, there's
1: Kostas, Konstantinos is the root. So there's a zillion of those. And then there's a 12 different variants of how, what the short version is. Kostis, Kostaiki, Kostas, Dino, Tinos. They, you know, they shorten it a lot of different ways. So all right. So the uh,
0: the Olympics, I'm thinking right now, making this up on the spot right now. Who's the, the top three all time players of, of of your guys, you know, watching NFL watching experience and supporting your team, start with Jordan, who's the gold, silver, and bronze medal winner, all time players for the Vikings?
1: Oh, of your team. Okay. Uh if anybody knows me,
2: my gold pick for the Olympics of favorite Vikings players would have to be Randy Moss straight cash me every day uh randy moss actually got me through college i watched his hype video one semester best grades of my entire career and uh it was all to his inspiration of being just an absolute g on the field i mean you you can't cover randy i wish the vikings kept him longer but i digress silver medal it's got to be adrian peterson oh, yeah uh Paul Allen calls for the Vikings. He's a, I love his voice. I would sometimes listen to the radio as opposed to watch the game on TV, just so I could hear Paul Allen call Adrian Peterson get loose in the, in the field. And Adrian Peterson, unfortunately is with a lot of shitty Vikings teams. And, um, you know, he was the one who basically carried them to me, still liking them, them being entertaining and somewhat relevant. um, and my third and my bronze medal i gotta go jimmy klein give a nod to a fellow north dakotan Uh, he was born in carrington he went to und where i went to college and graduated so it's just cool to have that kind of connection plus i mean he was a he was a refrigerator he was a brick out there that guy also like kobe he had a a uh, jersey number change. So all the greats seemed to change their jersey numbers. He went from 85 to 40. I have the 40 in the closet. Don't worry. So, yeah, Randy Moss, Adrian Peterson, <laughs> Jim Kleinsaucer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kleinsaucer was fantasy relevant for a half a second there, too. I remember that guy. Well, that was like me having
3: Mike Allstott on my fantasy team in, like, 07. Right. Like, maybe
0: he'll sneak a couple That's in. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you see
0: that? Did you guys see the uh, little promo shot for Madden cover? Peyton Hillis makes a cameo. Remember when Peyton Hillis was on the cover of the Madden video? Yeah, I saw that
1: today.
3: The funny thing about Peyton Hillis is he was on that Arkansas team that had Darren
1: McFadden and Felix Jones, and Peyton Hillis was the third running yeah. back on that team. We just uh, talked I mean, about the uh, the Auburn threesome recently with Brandon Jacobs. I didn't realize that Peyton Hillis was one of those. Who? Oh yeah, with uh, Ronnie. Yeah, I
3: remember uh, Ronnie Brown and uh, Cadillac Williams. Right. They were they were awesome.
1: Yeah, I think Auburn gets the edge there. Yeah, that's a pretty amazing threesome. But but that's a cool story. I forgot about Felix Jones being on the same team. Yeah, that it, that was
3: like one of the best backfields ever. Too bad they played for Arkansas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we had Superfan Ron Milford say Moss, Tarkenton, and Rashad. Who's Rashad?
2: That's pretty solid. Ahmad
0: Rashad. Ahmad Rashad?
2: Ahmad Rashad. Ahmad Rashad. He had a huge controversy and then basically demanded a trade to the Vikes. And yeah, he balled out for a while. Ahmad
1: Rashad's also in that classic photo of the worst uh, groomsman taste of all time. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah. OJ Simpson and Bill Cosby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who get, was who's getting married? Who was the best man? It was uh, he was marrying Felicia Prashad. Ah. so so they were his groomsmen. Awesome. <laughs> those, those two guys.
3: Well, if uh, if we actually had our real setup, um, our uh, I guess our system wouldn't work for it. But our actual setup is: I have a lithograph of O.J. Simpson that is signed by the artist and O.J. Simpson. <laughs>
0: nice. And how'd you get that? You might not want to put be public with that. OJ might come looking for it. (laughs) Uh,
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's how he landed himself in the clink. Um, I actually won it on an auction site at a couple too many beers. Showed up on my doorstep, and and now it's framed and sitting in our studio. And I, it's an awesome
2: conversation (laughs) piece.
0: we'll have to see it next time but uh so Matt give us your top 3 Panthers i mean it's a franchise that's not as storied as the vikings but
2: oh, start wearing-
0: my my gold medal
3: has to be use my first jersey as a kid it has to be steve smith oh, steve smith yeah. was so electric to watch yeah him going to another team was Is the only time that I was, like, actively rooting for one player just to set the world on fire. Like, I wanted him to break every single record. Like, I don't know why the Panthers would get rid of him. It's a swan song, but he was still so good with the Ravens. Right. And I think that he did stuff. He carried the Panthers franchise through almost a decade. I mean, you had Jake DeLome, who was a starting quarterback, Jake Delhomme was historically a very average quarterback. He was like the Matt Ryan of
1: the two. 2000- Wait a minute! Why you got a Who Why you gotta? Who you, why you gotta. <laughs> Sorry, you're breaking up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, he
3: had the swagger to him. The fact that he got in a fist fight with Chris Gamble, who was their number one cornerback at the time, in practice just shows that the guy loves the play and a lot of the time they would show him throwing up on the sideline <laughs> and he'd be like i think the nerves or he has the flu or we're getting the best of him." like i'm pretty sure he just drank a ton the night before
1: <laughs> edward 40 hands stevie scissor hands <laughs> <laughs> well it's like going,
3: going to my parents house and i'm hung over his shit and like yeah, I didn't sleep well last night. No, I had 40 beers. That's probably why I don't feel well right now.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a great trash talker for sure. And uh, I, I saw today that he's going to be calling some preseason games for the Panthers. How do you think he's going to do with that?
3: Uh, I think he'll do actually really well because he's really well spoken. But I hope they have a 10-second delay because you never yeah. know when he is just going to pop on something. <laughs> And, or absolutely just go down a wormhole. It's like when you go onto Wikipedia, sometimes you get five or six pages in, you don't know what you're going to find.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a character for sure. Um, So he's your gold medal.
3: Yeah, and I'll go into my silver medal, and it has to be Julius Peppers. Oh, yeah. I think that he was the defensive end of our early generation. The fact that he would just take over games from that position and block like he blocked a field goal in the Super Bowl. Granted we ended up losing the Super Bowl because he couldn't block a second one.
0: <laughs> what a bum. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> That's probably why he's not my gold medal. I mean, but he would absolutely take over games from a position that has no barring to take over any games. And he did it the right way, went away for a bit, came back, and he was relevant at like 38 playing defense event. I think just shows that he worked towards it, and he kept that mentality that he was the best. He switched to an outside linebacker, and I don't think you can take anything away from him. He's an absolute first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt.
1: Yeah, I wish the Falcons ever, ever once had a player like that. <laughs> oh wow. Well, they, they they try to draft them like what is it? Vic Beasley was. Okay, that's right. That's the right. That's the right approach. Didn't work out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but then, if I had to go into my bronze medal, it would have to be Luke Kuechly. Luke Kuechly was the most dominant defensive player after Julius Peppers. Like, look what he did in their Super Bowl run. He had like two pick sixes in the playoffs. And you, like, watch the tape of it, and they have him mic'd up sometimes, and he's literally just yelling what the play is going to be. Right. He sits there, and you see – he watches film, and then there was guys that are saying, like, yeah, he was just yelling out what play we were doing. It's like, it's like screen peeking, and when you're playing Madden on the TV, it's like you know what's coming. Right. And Luke Heakley <clears throat> was so smart and i know he had some concussion issues and i hated to see him go but he's absolutely the, i would say top 5 smartest football players of all time came from boston college that's what i'll give matt ryan like
1: matt ryan, ryan
3: came from boston college and <laughs> pretty smart up
1: there so yeah i'll
3: go with i'll go with luke keekley as my bronze that's cool
1: hey Aaron, let's do this for you and me what do you got top 3 Oh man.
0: Uh for my Blasco Burris.
1: <laughs> Mark Bavaro.
0: <laughs> Dave Megan.
3: David Tyree because of his book sales. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um <laughs> those are all good. Those are all good. But I gotta go uh LTs. Definitely the gold medal. Lawrence Taylor, the real, real LT. The all right. All right, enough of this Damian Tomlinson garbage. It's only one LT. Uh So LT is getting the gold medal. I mean, you talk about dominant. He's the most dominant defensive player of all time.
3: Yeah. I think we uh, talked about him in the interview with you. I, I can't remember if it was with you, but I know I've talked about LT all the time because yeah. the dude would, like, show up at, like, midway through the second quarter because he was, like, coked out or something from yeah. the night before. And have four sacks
0: in the second half. Yeah, and I, I mean, honestly, that, that probably made him better. I mean, I'm not sure if he would have been better off Coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's definitely gold medal. Um, I think.
1: So silver medal. Hmm. 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 Eli Manning, perhaps.
0: Definitely not Eli. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I'm thinking of, cause I mean, the Giants haven't had like, I, I love Brandon Jacobs. I really love Brandon Jacobs. Well, I mean, you'll love so- him again. Cause
3: he's going to come back as a D end in a couple weeks.
0: I Listen, I think he can do it. Uh, I, he's got the, he's got the right body type. He's, he's, <laughs> <just gonna bolt. laughs> he does. He's a giant man who just has to eat some more cheeseburgers. And now he's a defensive line
2: <laughs> man's got to eat.
0: Yeah. And, and that- Brock Lesnar was
3: supposed to be a great football player. Right. He had the body for it. <laughs> That's right,
0: right, right, right. Uh, but he's a Gator boy and he can get it done. He I mean, he was the heart of the Giants team when he was there. And I don't think enough people realize or talk about that being an absolute fact. Brandon Jacobs was the heart and soul of those teams. Uh, so let me let me just say, Brandon Jacobs is my silver right. medal giant, and bronze is definitely plaques. The, oh. the best free agent signing of all of the New York Giants, and I think I upset Matt. He walked off the set. That's the new thing for broadcasting <laughs> now. They walk off,
2: they go get a beer. I already did it once, one time.
0: Performatively, they walk off the set. Oh. Look at this. He's showing me a plaques. So- That's. Game winning touchdown in the that's Super right. Bowl. I recognize that. That's a great shot. It's a signed Plaxco Burris. Oh, I am definitely a little bit jealous. Uh, so yeah, I'm going. Final answer. LT, Brandon Jacobs, Plaxico Burris. Okay.
3: Well, that's pretty damning of a long historic franchise. <laughs> Have is... the worst podium in Olympics ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, my I spoke too soon, Kostaki. Yeah, is that's with right. It. Yeah. All right, Goodbye. I'll up, I'll say I'll put Julio. I'll put Julio in the gold slot. We'll, we'll do that for now. Dion, Julio, Dion. Dion, and the third one's a bit of a. It could go like ten different ways. I'm gonna go because it was the it was my youth and it got connected me to football, and it made the Falcons watchable at the time. Billy White Shoes Johnson. Remember that name? He's yeah. not only was he one totally. of the first players to ever wear white shoes, hence the nickname, but he was kind of the first guy to do a touchdown dance celebration thing. He would do, he would do this thing where he did his knees back and forth, and he was fun to oh, watch. Oh shit, I do know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You
3: did, the, you did like the shaky leg. Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. He was great. He was really fun to watch. So I'll, I'll say him. For the viewers, can we see that again? Now? Yeah, please. Well, if I had to back it up, it was. You got to really. Yeah, he would bring. Yes. <laughs> the audio-only people just missed out on that. All right, boys. Oh, it's a okay. pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it was a blast, guys. Thanks for having us.
0: Everybody check out No Brains, No Headache, the podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Jordan and Matt, thanks so much for joining us, guys. guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Some fun podium <laughs> action there. <laughs> I didn't think we could get a Billy White Shoes Johnson reference. Yeah, me neither.
1: I did not see that coming. You got to hit us with uh, some jokes, buddy. Let's do a few jokes just for the hell of it. <clears throat> uh julio julio since i talked to you last julio is going to sign with the titans now with a- a.j brown julio jones and derrick henry the titans now have almost as many weapons as the average person in tennessee oh, that's, that's a lot of weapons the titans gm said julio hasn't lost anything what about the stank of that falcons jersey seems to have left that behind <laughs> uh the usfl plans to return spring of 2022 I guess that $3 they won the lawsuits finally earned enough interest to th- start things back up again. <laughs> <laughs> the Bears might be for sale. You want to buy the Bears, Aaron? I do want to buy the Bears. You want to go halves with me? Yeah, let's go halvesies on the Bears. George Halas paid $100 for the team in 1920. Woo. Now there were $3.5 billion. Crazy. I know there's been some inflation, but that's still a good profit, right?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, The principal owner of the team is Virginia Hallis-McCaskey. She's 98. Are there no rules about forced retirement from a complicated business situation? (laughs) 98? This this explains giving Andy Dalton $10 million. Oh, that's too old. You got to just hang it up, whatever you're doing. 98? She's from another universe. Does she know there are black guys on this team? Is she okay with that? (laughs) 98 is a long time. (laughs) She was born in the 20s. It's now the 20s. (laughs) But she was born black people didn't have rights or women. The only people with fewer rights than blacks and women 98 years ago, black lesbians. That's a tough draw. All right. (laughs) We'll close the joke segment on uh, the peanut gallery. I posted this on All, All Pro Lines. Come join us at All Pro Lines Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Instagram. The NFL exploring playing games in Germany. Here's my punchline. Originally timed game of land acquisition in Germany. That'll never work. My boy Eric Schaus chimed in. Germany, the original home of the Blitz. Then we got a bunch of these from the the people who uh, follow along at All Pro Lines. Is there going to be an East-West division? Naturally, the Colts will have some fans of the Frank Reich. If Tampa goes over with Gronkowski, it'll be the first time Poland invades Germany. Football in a country that was hated by the rest of the world for years, the Patriots will fit right in. <laughs> that one's from Barry Weekman. Hey, Barry Weekman. <laughs> the offensive line is crumbling like a wall in 18, in 1989. <laughs> I could have done that better. Sorry, Ed Welty. Uh, the Jaguars will not be making a trip because Germans can't take a joke. <laughs> of course, in Germany, every game ends on a Heil Mary. And from our boy, Michael J. Anthony, closing us out, featuring, of course, the 49ers. (laughs) Good joke, Barry. Good stuff, Barry. Yes, well done. (laughs) Well, it's good to talk to you, brother. You as well, sir. We got to plug the bonus coming up. The bonus? Oh, that's right. Tell us about it. Well, it's it's still a little bit of a it's still in Glenn's head right now. We're not sure exactly what it's going to be, but Glenn has an idea we're going to do here soon and release it as a bonus episode. It's uh, the history of the Atlanta Falcons as seen through the eyes of Glenn Grisard, which uh, sounds like a colorful path. <laughs> it should be interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, I think, I wonder if uh, we should include the Olympics, the podium of Atlanta Falcons in this history lesson.
1: Oh, I'd like to hear his uh, his Mount Rushmore. That's basically what they're doing. They do, on their pod, they do a fourth one of just missed the medal or whatever. So it's basically a Mount Rushmore.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so we'll have Glenn on here for a bonus episode. Uh, gigs, I'm doing Fresno this weekend, my first... My first real gig in a year and a half, almost year and a half. Um, I'm a terrified and thrilled yep. and excited. Yeah. At least for the Friday show, I'm going to do a new hour. I'm not going to do any jokes from the before times. So if that works, I'll do that again on Saturday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See how it goes, huh?
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is a really bold, exciting situation. Uh, whatever happens is going to be great. It's going to be a... It's gonna be a tent pole memory of uh easing out of the pen- pandemic. It's gonna be quite a challenge. So yeah, man. Good luck. Uh and my wife's gonna come and do a couple sets as well. So it'll be fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Minneapolis in mid-July, July 7th through 10. ACME in Minneapolis. Uh looks like I'm gonna be in Charleston in uh mid to late August. And then uh start in September, man, it's crazy. I am all over Indiana, Wisconsin. I'll be all over the place. So it's I'm easing back in. Awesome, man. Now the calendar filled up real quick. Yeah, it did. I was actually, I was surprised. I literally posted the, uh, I posted the calendar today and I posted it from like six weeks ago. <laughs> six weeks ago, it said, there are no events. I don't think it's ever said that in the 20 years or whatever. Uh, oh. since I, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the last year or so, it's been kind of, it's been thin. We had this crazy thing happen. Uh, there was a thing. Maybe you heard. Uh, there was a thing that discouraged people from going indoors for a while. What is this beer you're drinking? This is a uh, Belching Beaver peanut butter milk stout. Oh, my goodness. That sounds creamy and delicious. It is actually fantastic, I have to say. <laughs> it's It's not high octane. It's like 5%, but it is a delight. Can't drink more than one, I bet. I wouldn't in a row, but they're good. Yeah. You put them in there with some IPAs and you go to the pool and then, you you know, like you have, you drink some IPAs, right? And they're high octane and they're delightful. And then you throw one of these in between and maybe, maybe you have like a blue moon or something in between. Oh, fantastic.
0: Yeah. I I don't know, man. I can't be mixing my beers these days.
1: What? The best thing about beers, you get five different ones and you go to the pool.
0: Yesterday, uh, I was at the, My brother rented a house by the beach um, and we were hanging out, went to the beach with all the kids and everything and started drinking. And he's got this thing where he chugs these twisted teas. You ever see these twisted? teas? Oh,
1: I have seen those. Yeah. He'll
0: throw back two in a row back to back. And (laughs) I'm not much of a chugger. I tried (laughs) it and I did it. And it was surprisingly easy to chug a twisted tea
1: that's basically just a poor man's long island iced tea right
0: yeah yeah basically yeah
1: yeah all right that's dangerous you don't want to chug too many of those at the that was pretty good so i did mix
0: that with some beer so i'm lying it's easy all right, all right. <laughs> but uh yeah man good to see that your calendar's filling up and you're getting out there um if you'll allow me i'll also say you lucky uh we just recently released an ep from nick Callis. quick 15 minutes of funny if you go to youluckydogproductions.com, it's the first thing that pops up on the banner. Give it a listen, give it a download, oh, cool. it a
1: stream. It's a very funny A 15-minute album. That's a cool idea. Little EP, yeah. EP. All right. Yeah. You basically just record it. stuff to send it to a place like Sirius anyway, so. That's right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a modern world, you can do whatever you want. Yes, sir. No Yeah, worries. we did we did a version of that shortly before the pandemic. It's good timing, as it turned out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Which actually makes it easier to move on to the next hour because I know we, you know, like those really good bits that were kind of not on an album. Yeah. They they got into the serious universe. They're out there. Right. But you know, you could also put them on an album because they haven't been widely released. That's true. Also true. We'll discuss. Indeed. I, sh- I should talk to a producer guy now and see what I can figure out. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> good to see you, buddy. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. All right.